This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Cheeseheads. Cheeseheads. Get on your feet. It's Curd and Law. Hosted by Sparky Fighter and Ryan Horvath. Hey, it's Sparky Fiber, 1250 AM, The Fan, along with my guy Ryan Horvath, BetMGM tonight, him, Trista Crick, and Nick Ashu, part of the BetQL Radio Network. Follow Ryan on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Follow me at Sparky Radio. Horvath, uh, obviously you're the gambler, so how are, are things going after one weekend of NCAA tournament action for you? So all the picks that I gave out, it was a great weekend. I went oh. like I went like twelve and four. The problem is I also like to play personal things, race to tens. Uh, I like to play some totals and stupid player props. I get way too into March Madness, so it should have been a much better weekend than it was. But uh, there's always next week. But hey, all the picks I gave out were great. I picked all the right upsets. Last night I did have TCU. Uh, covering against Gonzaga, and it was the most ridiculous cover in NCAA history. A guy hits a three with eight-tenths of a second left on the clock. They roll the ball, he picks it up, drills a three, and uh, they end up covering, which was awesome. Man, Gonzaga looks good, though. I bet them a couple months ago I gave that out. They were 25-1 to to win it all. Now they're all the way down to 12-1. to Also, not to brag, but you should listen to the show. I gave out Joel Embiid a couple weeks ago, 25 to 1 to win MVP. Everybody called me crazy. It's going to be Jokic. Rightfully, it should be Giannis. Giannis should win MVP every year, just like Jordan should have. He's the best player in the league on the best team. But, I mean, Jokic, the advanced stats are ridiculous, but you have to make the case for Embiid because of what Philadelphia is doing. I think Philadelphia would beat Boston in a seven-game series. I still think Milwaukee beats them. But if you take Philadelphia off that – or Embiid off that team – I think they're probably a 10-11 seed, even with Harden playing this way. If you take Giannis off the Bucks, they're probably still a 3-4 seed in the East. Brooke Lopez hasn't looked this good in years. Drew Holiday is a top five point guard in the league. I'll say that. Uh, top 10 point guard in the league. I forget about all those guys in the West. And then, uh, yeah, I think Chris Middleton's finally starting a little bit to look like Chris Middleton, which is good. Got to get him off the minutes restriction. And, uh, yeah, so Embiid for MVP. MVP. Yeah, uh, whatever. I, you know, I Ken Barker and I go back and forth about this on our Green and Growing podcast we record on Wednesdays. Yeah. Uh, and I, I said, okay, so if we had advanced stats like this, would Jordan have won every year? Would would that be how it is? Because Joker's going to win because of advanced stats, essentially, for the third straight year. So if advanced stats were the be-all, say-all, and we were all voting on advanced stats on those specific numbers – would you have had somebody have a 10-year run of MVP based on advanced stats? That's a good question, man, because guys did have good years. I, I mean, I always use Malone, and he's a terrible human, yep. but I always use him as an example. Like, they could have given it to Jordan every year. The more I think about it, 
I went back during the pandemic and I watched every single game from the last championship run for the Bulls, the last dance, every game, every regular season game. Pippen misses the majority of the season. Jordan didn't play a whole lot of defense that year. Also, man, the last month of the season, in, in the first two rounds of the playoffs, Jordan went on like an epic shooting slump. Like people don't talk about this. They lose to the Pacers if Kukoc doesn't save them game seven. So I actually don't have a problem with Malone winning that year. You take him off that jazz team. But it's regular season, I thought. Not in the finals. Yeah, yeah, but he had a really good year, Malone did. Right. I mean, I'm just saying, I don't know. Probably, but also maybe not, because guys did have some good years, you know, in there. Where where we remember I mean, Jordan was great, but like you said, it's a regular season award. We remember the championships, what Jordan did in the playoffs. But also like the Bulls in the nineties, especially that second three peat. They were blowing teams out to where there were guys playing more minutes. Like Jordan, Pippen, and Rodman never played in the fourth quarter of those games. They would have remember they'd have ice on their knees, and yep. Judd Bush or Bill Wennington would be out there. So I don't know. I'd have to go look look back. I don't know if Jordan would just win ten straight years. I think there would be a couple years where other guys would win. Well, he would have won more than he won. I, I can pretty much guarantee you that. I would think, and LeBron probably would have won more than he's won uh, at the same point. Shaq. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I just this whole thing drives. I mean, me I'm just every year. I'm not even a, like I'm not a LeBron lover. LeBron can be the MVP yes. every single year. He's still right now at his age. I, I mean, other than Giannis, like how many guys would you take over LeBron James when he's healthy and he's motivated? He could still go out and yeah. score 45 points. You can't. You can't like the, the other thing about LeBron. Why he's I think. So Jordan's the greatest scorer of all time. I'll always have him number one, but LeBron's the best playmaker. I don't compare the two. LeBron to me is more Magic Johnson. Jordan and Kobe. Kobe was the closest thing to Jordan. Yes. LeBron to me is like Magic Johnson. He's 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 more just he's a different type player. But um, yeah, I mean, you could give LeBron the MVP every year because any night, like I said, 40 points, any night, 15 rebounds. He still defends. He could still go out there and drop 13, 14 dimes. The problem is his team the last couple of years. You know, he attached himself to Anthony Davis. He, for the first time in a long time, he didn't attach himself to the right guy. I love AD, his game, but he just – he doesn't have that dog in him like Giannis does, like the winners do. Yeah, no doubt. All right, now, now that we're done with the NBA talk, back to the Packers <laughs> talk. Uh, okay, uh, a reminder to you all uh, as well. Uh, we are now on YouTube. If you go to the Odyssey Sports page, uh, you can find Kurt and Long, Green and Growing, Spare Time Bowling Show, any of the podcasts that I do are all there. Uh, this is how this is going to work, however. I will upload the podcast uh, to all the favorite time places you get your podcast. So Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, Fridays by 5 o'clock Central Time. They're uploaded to Spotify, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Apple, whatever. Uh, and then usually I like to say Wednesday morning, it'll go to YouTube. And then same thing, Wednesday will upload, Friday morning it'll go to YouTube. So it'll be a couple of days later is when it'll end up on YouTube and won't be there uh, right away. Okay, so uh, let's talk uh, about the Green Bay Packers. How much longer will the wait be before the Packers and Jets uh, make the Aaron Rodgers trade, Ryan Horvath? You know, this is a great question. I honestly have no answer. I have no idea because it's such a complex trade, it turns out, right? Um, you know, I was actually just reading this article uh, from ESPN that came out, what, uh, yesterday, actually. Why completing the Aaron Rodgers trade yep, won't be easy for the Jets and the Packers, right? And there's a lot in there. I think at the end of the day, I think what ends up happening here is the Packers I, – I, I love what Green Bay's doing. We, we were talking about this on the show, and Trista does some shows out in New York now for WFAN. So she's like, the Jets have all the leverage. 
there's no chance that the Packers, there's no chance that the Jets, or there's no reason I should say that the Jets should give up a first round pick, which I completely disagree with. I know Aaron Rodgers is 39 years old, but everybody's making it out like the Jets aren't desperate. The Jets have put all their eggs in one basket. They're going all in for Aaron Rodgers. They're not going to be able to sign Lamar Jackson because I keep saying like Jimmy Garoppolo, gone. Derek Carr, gone. Because remember, they hosted Derek Carr for a couple of days. Yep. They called. Him they told him he had to wait to see what happened with Rodgers. They also told him that he was a Hall of Famer for the yep. second straight offseason. We're calling this mediocre quarterback a Hall of Famer. The league's crazy right now. But I think what ends up happening is the Packers will probably – I think they do have the leverage right now, but at the end of the day, and I love what we're seeing from Brian Gutekinds. They're showing some stones, not just giving away a first ballot Hall of Famer because a lot of people are saying Rodgers is 39 years old. He's coming off his worst season. Okay, but he, again, like we have the excuse where – Broken thumb on the throwing hand. Rookie wide receivers trading away Devontae Adams and replacing him with the corpse of Sammy Watkins. Uh, not the best offensive line play. Not the same offensive line that he's had the last couple of years because David Bakhtiari wasn't healthy once again. Elton Jenkins was coming off a torn ACL, wasn't the same player. Robert Tunyon wasn't very good this year. And I feel like you have that built-in excuse. He's also won two MVPs the last three seasons. So I love what Green Bay is doing. I just think that what ends up happening here in a week or two is they'll probably just be like, hey, it's time to move on. We've already made the decision to move on to Jordan Love. Aaron's gone. Let's just take what we could get. And I think, what is that going to end up being? A third round, fourth round pick? It has to be better than what you got for Favre. I want a Matthew Stafford type deal. I'm arguing about this with Trista. Matthew Stafford, the guy had what? No, he never had a playoff win. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers. You could say only one Super Bowl, but every year, man, he guarantees. Every year but last year, he guarantees you 11, 12 wins. And again, two out of the last three years, he's won an MVP. So I want at least a Matthew Stafford, Russell Wilson type return. You could call me crazy. I know Rodgers is 39 years old. I know it's not going to happen. I know how the cap works, but I know what Green Bay is trying to do, and I like it. I just think it, I think at the end of the day, they end up having to take the crappy deal just to get rid of Aaron because they're so desperate to move on from him. So you've been brainwashed by Tristan. Okay. So this, no, no, this no. no. I'm going against her. I'm saying the Packers do have. The I know. Leverage. I heard you, but make, make Aaron. Make Aaron. I love Aaron Rodgers. Make him retire. Correct. Like so this yay. is the thing. You aren't going to give us the right package. You're not going to give us whatever it is that Brian Gutekinds and Mark Murphy and all those guys want. You do not budge. Whatever they're asking for, that's what you get in return. If you do not get that in return. Aaron could show up to – like, we could do the Favre thing all over again where, hey, man, you're not going to be on the team. You could retire. You want your last game to be a loss to the Detroit Lions where you're throwing the ball into double double coverage, a pick, just like Brett's last game? No, we know you're motivated. You came out of the darkness. You want revenge against us. But, like, tell your buddies there in New York, we aren't budging. Like the Godfather. The offer? Oh, my God. Nothing. That's what I want. Michael Corleone, Brian Gutekinds. So this is the thing. Ted. I, I think least the Ted third I, round pick for Tony Gonzalez. Those are deals that need to be done. We do not yeah. budge. We want a big return. It's Aaron Rodgers. People on social media are losing their minds. Aaron Rodgers sucks. This, that. No, 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 no. Two years ago, Sparky, he was the best quarterback in the league. You don't got to tell me on this. What I'm changed? He has crappy weapons and a broken thumb. This we don't budge. Two first round picks. Sorry, go on. This, this is my thing. So now there's talk of Jermaine Johnson 
maybe being the guy that goes along with a pick because he was a first round pick by the Jets last year. Uh, defensive end slash edge rusher, six four six five dude, come off the end from Florida State, wore fifty two for Sean Gary's number, playing for the Jets last year, um, had two and a half sacks. I want to say uh, somewhere in that area for the Jets last year. I think I'm okay with that. If if it's going to be Johnson and a second, their second round pick this year. I think I'm okay doing that deal if that's what they want to do. I'm fine with that. The other part about this is realistically, I would love 13 in the first round. That's what I want. I want 13 in the first round and I'd love a second round pick this year, next year, whatever. But I want the Devontae Adams deal, a one and a two. If that's not going to happen, then it's going to be okay. So if we're going to have to substitute the one for a player, then what player is it going to be? I don't need with all due respect, they're a wide receiving core. Unless it's Gary Wilson. Okay, fine. The rest of them, I'm good. Like, I, I don't need the rest of them. There's this unbelievable amount of love for Corey Davis. For what reason? I have no freaking clue. But everybody thinks this dude is just going to be all that in a bag of chips. Tell me when. Just tell me when this is going to happen so I can make sure I'm watching. Let him stay with Aaron and let's see him become this great player. So there are a lot of bag events. Oh, we love Corey Davis. I, pass no interest with Aaron uh, he'll be great but yeah I'm with you okay so I have no interest in, in bringing that dude over no I want, I want young that's what I'm saying man I want I want to choose our own dudes that LaFleur wants in the system not the Jets leftovers you well, want, we want the thing, that's like you said we'll take Garrett Wilson right. they you. need pass rushers though and so if they believe that this Jermaine Johnson can be a guy that can go along with Engabare, go along with Preston Wilson, go along with Rashawn Gary, and now I don't have to take another edge rusher in the first round or second round, now that, that position is solidified, then I'm okay with it. He's only played one year. You got him essentially for his whole rookie contract outside of one year. He's already oh, right. played a year um, in a system that's probably rather similar to ours, right, with what they were doing over there. I, so for the most part, I think I'm okay with that if that's what ends up happening. The other aspect is, will they try to force Darnell Savage down their throat and say, okay, look, fine, this is the deal. Deal is, if we're going to take less compensation and this is how it's going to go, then you're taking Savage too in his contract. Then cool, fine, he's yours, you're taking him. If we've got to take a two this year and a three next year, then you're taking Savage too because we're unloading his contract at the same time and we're getting out from underneath that too. Then put onto that deal with Rodgers some contract that you want to get out from under and free up some more cap room to do whatever it is that you want to do in free agency or otherwise. Because legitimately right now, from a Packers standpoint, they want 13, so they want to get this done before the draft, right? Once the draft comes and that first-round pick goes by the wayside, the deal's not done – there is no motivation to get this done before September 1st when then that bonus money starts coming for Rodgers. So then once we get through the draft, then it's like, well, now I'm just going to wait till training camp. Now I'm just going to wait till the first preseason game maybe. If I'm going to get stuck taking crap for this guy, then fine. Then you can wait and play with your guy, Zach Wilson or whoever, uh, in OTAs. Because Rodgers ain't going to your OTAs anyhow. So Zach Wilson can play in OTAs, and he can play at the beginning of training camp. And about middle of August, August 15th, I'll take your crappy deal, and you can have Aaron Rodgers and show him the offense and implement all this crap before the end of the year. Because at that point, now you have their picks for next year. So why would you want to give them the advantage of having him for a full offseason? You know what? I don't really have anything intelligent to add to that, but I completely agree with everything that you just said, and I like the idea of unloading all of our crap on them. They could take Darnell Savage Jr., they could take the crappy bleachers that hurt my butt, and then they could take Mark Murphy, and that's like they're stuck with all the stuff that we want to get rid of. I, I like that idea. Throw in, uh, throw in Josiah DeGuara. 
He's got one more year still. I saw the, the funniest thing I've seen on social media is Rodgers is a bad teammate because he wasn't at Josiah DeGuara's wedding. wedding this is what social media has become. This is why this weekend you see no tweets from me. Other than, other than yesterday when I have a team that's trying to close out a six-and-a-half-point lead and we keep giving the effing ball to a 58% free-throw shooter. It's like, why do we overthink things? I like but, uh, that you anyway. say we, and it's probably the only time you've rooted for him all year. Well, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, I mean, I'm with you, but I I don't know. I want I want picks. I really don't want Corey Davis. I don't want Corey no, Davis. Because at all. I want even with pass rushers. Yeah, okay, one two years in the league, I'm fine with. But I just like if we're starting over, which this is kind of like a rebuild on the fly, because I think this could. I mean, who knows? The Packers could win the NFC North this year. Plus four fifty is a crazy price. We're Aren't really they last in the odds. Yeah, they have the worst odds to win the NFC North. Good. But, like, again, man, we do this every once in a while with the Lions. Plus 180 on the Lions. I, I just can't trust them. I bet I like the Bears. Off season. I bet the Bears people, I mean, just because of the value. When I bet it, it was 8-1. to one, Now they're down to 3-1. to one. I'm just right. like, they have so much money. They have all these draft picks. I like Justin Fields. But the smart play is probably the Packers. You're getting better than 4-1 to one odds. Like, the problem is, I continue to say this, if anything, I want pass rushers. Yeah, I mean, because at the end of the day, I just saw a tweet actually. Jordan Love has Aaron Jones, Romeo Dobbs, Christian Watson. They're all going to join him, I believe, in California this offseason to put Get in work. Get out of here. Where did yeah, you see that? Let me reference it to give proper um, – I hope I could find it. I just saw it on <sighs> social media. Problem is um, since uh, Musk took over Twitter, like Twitter sucks. I don't – follow any of these people that i uh that i see tweets from i'll find it though i'll find it before it's all over but what well, i'm that's saying amazing is, if that's true I, I think the offense people think i'm this big jordan love hater people that like block me on twitter but man i actually um i don't really have many concerns about the offense i still have the same concerns about the defensive side of the ball they were a right. huge letdown and joe barry is still returning I mean, I, I, Rashawn Gary, when's, he's, when's he back? What's he going to look like? Don't – I'm not a Dean Lowry fan, but, like, who are we replacing him with? We, we, I want pass rushers, so I want picks. I want young guys. Uh, Joe Arrigo. Oh, yeah. Uh, co-founder, VP franchise. He's, or, yeah, he's legit. Is he I legit? Okay, Packers fans. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, and Romeo Dobbs are going to join Jordan Love and Cali to work out – and start to try to get their timing down, according to – oh, nice, Arm Dangerous QB. I think this is – That's Jordan Love's trainer, isn't it? All right, so, yep, here it is. Uh, they have it too. Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs are going to join them. There's even, like, a Spanish tweet about it. So, I don't really – what I'm saying is I think a the offense, offense might even be better. I don't think Jordan Love's better than Aaron Rodgers, but he's young. If he makes the throws, he gets but the he this is the thing, though, right? And this is what I've always had an issue with. He is trying to put in the extra work outside of what's required by the team in order to get things right as much as he can. If they go into the season and it doesn't work, you can't say, well, Jordan Love didn't do enough in the offseason. Like, you're not going to be able to say that. Like, oh, the wide receivers, they didn't, they didn't work enough with Jordan Love. They should have done that. You know they're going to get together and they're going to start working on stuff before they have to get together and start working on stuff. So it's going to be very hard for a fan to be like, oh, my God, like, 
well, their chemistry is all off. Why isn't this working? Well, if it's still off by the time we get to that point, then there's probably more going on than what we realize at this point. But if you're all going to hang out and all going to go work out together and working on all this stuff. Now, the other thing I would say is hopefully they all watch tape together too. And I don't know if they're going to do that or not, but that would be something else, Ryan, where, okay, we see this Christian. What, what are we going to do here? Cause it's all side adjustments, right? That's what this is. You have yeah. to be on the same page as, as Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs. We see this look, Height, pause. What route are you running? What route are you running? Okay, next one. Do it and get on the same page of when we see this look, we know what we're running. When we see this look, we know what we're running. And try and get to that point. And it's going to take a while. It's not going to happen in one offseason, obviously. But trying to get on the same page with one another is something that you didn't see from Aaron Rodgers. And will it work? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of excited. I'm kind of jacked, to be honest. The last... 24 hours i've changed my tone a little bit here i mean i'm excited i can't wait to watch rogers in new york i'm going to root for rogers still and i'm going to root for jordan love i'm going to root for the packers i mean as long as aaron doesn't go to minnesota even if he goes to san francisco i'll probably root for him now if the packers meet the jets in the super bowl i'm going to root for the packers there you go i mean yes of course i'm it's gonna be hard rooting against aaron Rodgers ever i love him (laughs) But, dude, it's Jordan Love's time. Let's be honest. I kind of wish that Rodgers would have got it done at least one of the last three years. You know what I'm saying? Like with yeah. the floor with the 13-win seasons. Because I think he would have retired. This would have been, It would have been a lot easier for me to accept. But uh, I'm excited, man. You see these videos Jordan Love's putting in the work? He looked much better. I mean, let's be honest. People, you can crush me all you want. The general manager that drafted him and the head coach that look at him every single day, they didn't know that they liked him so much that they had to pay that lunatic at 38 years old all that money. You, you know? And then Tom Clements came in and fixed him. Okay. Just like Mike McCarthy, let's be honest. Is Aaron Rodgers, I hate to give any credit to Mike McCarthy, maybe if Rodgers plays right away, he's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers may have like lost it a little bit. I mean, he had bad mechanics when he was at Cal, but Mike McCarthy put him through Mike McCarthy quarterback school. What was it, like three hours every single day? Beat it in him. And then Rodgers had a monster first year. I just, I'm going back and watching every single game, which I know we talked about on the last podcast. I can't get over Jay Cutler's first game as a bear. They trade all those picks. His first snap, I put it on Twitter. He like bobbles it and just throws it into the crowd. But man, Rodgers was so good those first couple of years. The team just wasn't very good the first six-win season. I think Jordan Love can do that, though. Uh, and that's kind of what I think the season's going to be. When I say, oh, I think the Packers, like I laugh when people are like, 12 wins, 13 wins. It's not because of Jordan Love again. I'm a believer now of Jordan Love. I want to be at least. I'm going to give him a shot. But I still worry about that defense, man, especially if they can't get rid of Darnell Savage Jr. because he stinks. But that's the thing. If they win 12 games, it's because the defense took a huge step. That's how they win 12 games. If they win 12, the defense will have taken a huge step forward. It will be like a top three defense or something in the National Football League. That's how you win 12 games. All right. Topic number two. That's the latest we've ever gotten. Topic number two, 21 minutes. Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show last week. We're going to get to this last week. We ran out of time. Aaron Rodgers proclaimed himself. uh, He thinks it's debatable. He thinks he is, though. The best player in Packers history. He didn't say best quarterback. So best player. So best player would mean all positions. We're not just comparing him to Bart to Brett, just all positions in general, best player in Packers history. I knew that this would be a touchy subject with the older folk. uh, When we start talking about best player in Packer history, because what happens is, and it will be no different with your kids or my kids. 
What they see is what they know. And what they know is always going to be in favor of what they have never seen or an era that they don't believe was as good as their era. And it's going to always be this way. So, like, if you're in your 40s now, by the time you're in your 60s and some other phenom comes along, people will be downplaying what Rodgers did or downplaying what Giannis did or downplaying whatever favorite other player that you have, Brett Favre did, right? All that will be downplayed because this new guy is better than all these guys. And this new guy is playing in with much greater athletes than you guys ever had back in 2020. Like, ah, those guys weren't nearly as good as these athletes. That type of stuff is going to happen, which is what happens when you compare Bart Starr to any of these guys, right? And you have disrespectful idiots like J.J. Redick uh, calling them plumbers or whatever the hell he was calling them. So you have that, and that's just the arrogance and disrespect from a guy that doesn't know a damn thing about what it was like playing back in the day. It's very hard to compare eras and generations because the rules are different. Back then, got guys playing with broken legs and every other damn thing back in that era. You could take guys out and hit them helmet to helmet. You could have all of these crazy hits and biting and punching under the piles and everything else. I mean, it was a completely different era than it is now because back then the coaches still had say more than players. Now players run the players run the whole thing because they're making millions of dollars. They're making more than the coach, making more than the GM. They're going to win. See Aaron Rodgers. Uh, who is running the organization. First he ran Green Bay, now he's running the Jets. So best player in Packers history. What do you say, Ryan Horvath? You know, I think Aaron Rodgers should be running the Jets. When the hell have they been relevant other than the uh, two? Joe Rex Douglas has done, done a nice little job putting that team together. He just needs a quarterback. You're, no, you're right, though, man. They pit on the draft. Um, so, man, I mean, that's tough. I would put Rodgers over Favre. I would. Uh, Favre had some awesome years. I, I, I wasn't old enough. I'm not old enough for Bart. I mean, can Bart make the throws that Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre made? I don't know, but he was well, a winner. Bart won the championships, though, right. and that, that's, that's going to be saying. part of it. That's what I'm saying. Like, he's he's the winner, though. He's like Tom Brady, man, where he doesn't need the stats. He doesn't right. need the numbers. I hate com- comparing different eras, though, so I'm going to go off of what I know. So Aaron Rodgers is definitely top five. For me, he's probably the best player in Packers history. Is Rodgers better at his position than Charles Woodson was at his? Well, I don't think Charles Woodson was better at his position than Leroy Butler. I was going to go Leroy Butler probably is the best Packer of all time. I mean, he literally changed the way that the position is yes. played, right? Like, if they don't take him out of the game, the game plan. He, he was the number one target against the Broncos. Favre has two Super Bowls if they don't just completely just – Take Leroy out of that game plan. I don't want to even think about Terrell Davis in that game. Yep. And John his old ass making plays with his legs. But anyway, you look at Leroy's numbers, though, man, it's insane. There was a season where he had six and a half sacks. He played from 1990 to 2001. That's 11 years as a safety. He played pretty much every single game until he got older. Invented the Lambo leap. Was a Packer from the time he started his career, ended his career. Aaron didn't do that. Brett didn't do that. So it's really hard to go against him here. And again, he changed the way that the position is played. He should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. I'm not just saying this because I know the guy and he gave me the cookbook and I like his mac and cheese. What about Reggie White? Yeah, so okay, somebody asked me that. I would go Leroy. Leroy played his entire career with Green Bay. Reggie just didn't spend his entire – you know, that was the end of his career. Um, I have to go Leroy, man. I mean, I think he's the greatest safety to ever play the game. Now, that's changed, right? Because guys have come along. It's like – is there even a LeBron James if there isn't a Michael Jordan? LeBron wanted to be MJ. Kobe, the same thing. 
feel like a lot of guys, like is the safety position played the way, and you could say John Lynch and, you know, Woodson, and I know there were guys. John now, Lynch was not Leroy. No, absolutely not. But Ed go back Reed? And, go back and watch those Ed games. Ed Reed, unbelievable. Leroy was like half defensive back, full safety, half linebacker, though. He was my favorite player growing up because I played defensive back and then safety, and I wanted to play quarterback, but I had to play defense. So I was like, oh, I'll watch Leroy. And I just kind of fell in love with watching him play. I was like, oh, we could blitz? You know, and they were like, well, no, but Leroy Butler could. And uh, again, man, what a ridiculous career. But Rodgers, man. I mean, every year there are some bad teams too, though. And, and that's the, see, that's the difference. Yes. I have to go Rogers even over Leroy, because the difference is Leroy couldn't just go out there and turn a five win team and into an 11 win team. You should only have that in like basketball, but Rogers was able to do that. The, the year where they go to the NFC title game and get absolutely destroyed by Atlanta. That was a bad football team. They beat Dallas, man. Ladarius Gunter was your top shutdown corner. There were some really bad defenses. Wearing 36, by the way. And we saw this because when Rodgers would go down, the years where he would get hurt, the team would completely fall apart. And that was with, like, Brett Hundley shouldn't have been that bad. Uh, you know, Scott Tolzien, Deshaun Kaiser. At one time, Deshaun – I mean, Deshaun Kaiser was a first-round pick, man, for the Browns. And uh, anytime Rodgers got hurt, they would completely fall apart. How many game-winning touchdown passes, the Hail Marys, every throw that he made – I wish he had better success in the playoffs, but if you look at his playoff numbers, he has better playoff numbers than Brady. He just hasn't played in as many games. He has a better QB rating, better touchdown to interception ratio. He blows Joe Montana out of the water. At the end of the day, he played against some really good defenses in the playoffs. Yes. I'm going to say Aaron Rodgers. long, long winded answer. Yes. Aaron Rodgers, best offensive player, Leroy Butler, best defensive player. All right. Uh, next topic. Uh, moving on. Robert Tanyan to the Bears, Dean Lowry to the Vikings, Alan Lazard to the Jets. Who will be the top performer? Tanyan, Lowry, or Alan Lazard, Ryan Horvath? I'll go with Alan Lazard by default because he has Aaron Rodgers throwing him the football. He'll probably be the third down guy, key blocker for that uh, man, especially when they get Brees Hall back. So I'll go with lazard i'm not high on dean lowry now he goes to the minnesota vikings in my opinion the worst defense in all of football the only defense in all of football that allowed daniel frickin jones to have two 300 yard passing performances tunyon man i worry about tunyon a little bit he just wasn't the same player happens with some guys some guys return from an acl injury and they're adrian peterson some guys just never return to the same player that they were look at other sports like derrick rose and he's going to the bears where every like, oh, they're probably going to draft Cole Komet too. That's what the Bears do. They love having eight, nine tight ends on that roster. I think Tunyon will have a similar Bears run like uh, Jimmy Graham did. So, Alan Lazard. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that, Alan Lazard uh, as well. It'll be interesting. I I thought Tunyon would probably end up going somewhere else. I didn't expect the Bears. I, I mean. In fairness, I thought Lazard was going to be the guy going to the Bears when we were going into the offseason. I thought that made sense. I didn't think it would be Tunyon. And to be quite honest, I never even gave a second thought to Dean Lowry going anywhere. I was like, never even crossed him. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess he was out there. I guess that would make sense. And he'd go to the Vikings. And they still haven't resolved the Zadarius Smith issue because uh, Zadarius don't want to be there anymore. And he's still under contract. So I wonder what's going to happen there. If they're going to end up trading him for a draft pick or doing something along those lines with Zadarius Smith between now and the NFL draft and that defense, uh, which was already bad. They got Harrison Smith back uh, at pretty much a discounted deal. 
uh, to come back. So they were able to save him, but they lost Eric Hendricks. Um, that's going to hurt, I think, uh, to the linebacking core. Vikings aren't going to be as good. I, I would t- I would totally agree with you on that one. With all due respect to Dean Lowry, you know, Dean actually, man, I mean, Dean was good at what he was good at. He was a fourth-round pick that played way over expectations. He just never got Kenny Clark any other help. Like, Dean right. Lowry shouldn't have been relied upon as much. He's a nice – watch, he'll probably go to – I mean, well, it's Minnesota, so no. He's screwed. Tunyon's t- – maybe Tunyon has a nice little run with the Bears. I, I do believe in the Bears. Uh, but Lazard's going to be catching balls from Rodgers, so he wins. I will say really quick, I'm back in on the Packers because they're finally trimming the fat. If they could just find a way to get rid of Josiah DeGuara, ship him to Turkey, bring him here to D.C., he could play for the Defenders or the Commanders. Let's just trim the fat. All the guys that I don't think can play. You could you could show me a Josiah DeGuara block on YouTube. You know, one of the bloggers can show me that. I don't care. I've seen him play. He's not good. He should have never been a third-round pick. I digress. I, I don't disagree. Uh, last topic. Thank you. We added this one late after I saw a video on Twitter. So Pat McAfee, uh, former Colts punter, of course, Pat McAfee show on YouTube, um, uh, does college game day, uh, was doing WWE, which I think that one is about done now. So we won't see him as much on WWE anymore, but he's everywhere, right? Guys made more money, I think, off the field than he did on the field. Um, and is highly entertaining with him and his producers and all these random people he brings in studio and so forth. And obviously Rogers made him a lot of money uh, by being on that podcast for the last several years. So I see this video that McAfee uh, producers put out from the show today, Monday. Uh, and McAfee's talking about how he was trending over the weekend. I think it was Saturday. He woke up. He's like, what the hell? Why the hell am I trending? What happened? Why am I trending? So he goes to look and he is under fire, apparently, from all these Packer fans, all hating on him and all going after him. Yeah, this is my thing. The question is, should Packer fans be hating on Pat McAfee? I, I'd like to kind of understand why exactly we're hating on Pat McAfee. Like, did McAfee say Jordan Love stinks? Did McAfee say the Packers are going to be horrible for the next decade? Like, did McAfee say something that I missed? Because I watched probably, what, 97% of that interview with Rodgers before me and uh, Ryan started recording, and I didn't hear him say anything negative about the Packers. Now, again, do I watch that dude's show every day? Absolutely not. Did I only watch it when Rodgers was on? Absolutely. Will I watch it again with Rodgers on the Jets? No. But – when you do turn it on and you do watch it, he's funny. And most of what I see of McAfee is on video clips on Twitter, right? If he's got somebody on or whatever, and they, they, they have the clip up there, I'll watch the minute clip or whatever. Am I sitting in front of my computer watching YouTube and his show every day? No, I got to work. But I, I, don't, I don't get it. I mean, I, I get the whole, oh, he's not asking him any hard questions. Well, I mean, understand, and those of you that have never done the media or – done what we do if you're paying some dude to come on your show or whatever their arrangement is over there dude he ain't gonna be throwing hard questions at this dude this dude is making him a ton of money folks you can't use your brain here like that's not gonna be a thing and aj hawk i thought he asked some some pretty good questions i think hawk was on it maybe hawk has the ability to ask him more of a tough question because of their relationship and it's not Hawk paying him. So maybe AJ has that 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 lane that he can jump in, but I don't feel like that's something that you should expect Pat McAfee to do. Like that 
that that that's to me is an unfair ask of McAfee at this point of, of how this whole relationship has been built over the course of time. So I don't get the hating on McAfee necessarily, but Horvat uh, is far more emotional than I am. So Ryan, you tell me, do you get it? No, no, I'm not emotional. I like McAfee though. Packer fans. It looks like some of them. I'm actually just catching on to all this. I was watching the hoops all weekend, enjoying life. It looks like, man, he blocked a lot of Packer fans. He did. They're pissed off about it. They, uh, some of them, he are... blocked a lot of people. He was blocking Colts fans too. I mean, he looks was like he... he was on a blocking party o- yeah. over the weekend. It looks like looks like he blocked a lot of the same Packer fans that I also have blocked. Uh, the people that want to carry the water for Brian Gutekinds and Mark Murphy, the water carriers, the an- the anti Rogers folk. So I guess that's probably what happened. They were probably you know coming after him. Um, looks like some people are calling him a meathead. Looks like he lifts weights right before he goes on the air. Yeah, people are just really mean, man. Like some some people in this fan base. Even if you like look at the send off Rodgers is getting from some people posting pictures of his last interception. That's embarrassing. That's a guy that was even even if you hate Rodgers, you want him to go. He was the quarterback of the team for nearly two decades. Played with broken bones. Played literally with a broken leg. Won a Super Bowl. You could say it's only one Super Bowl. How many do you have if he's not here? So, so bunch of crap. this is my thing. I hate I, social media. Love McAfee. Best show. The only show I listen to other than uh, ours and then Green Growing, of course. Thank you. Uh, th- this is the other thing. And I, I don't know if I'm right or not for this, but going back to what you said about social media being mean and all of this, I was watching the Marquette game and uh, as they lost Michigan State. And I said when that bracket came out, I was worried about Izzo. But I'm watching that game and I'm on Twitter and I'm tweeting, right? And Kolick. Mm-mm. No. Didn't play well against Vermont. Didn't play well against Michigan State. He played awful against Michigan State. He's then hurt. he gets a steal and a pass to Oso that gets a dunk. Then he gets uh what happened after that? Made a pass. Then he got a steal on the next possession. And I tweet out, I'm like, okay. Pass to Oso for a, a dunk and one. Gets a steal. Maybe he's coming out of his funk. And then immediately, boom, there's a turnover next possession. And then everybody is on Twitter like, nope, uh, clearly not, Sparky, you're wrong. But that was a guy that I was worried about because I'm like, man, these fans are going to lose their minds on Kolick for losing him this game. And this was a hell of a year. He was arguably one of the best point guards. I don't think it's even arguable. He was one of the best point guards in college basketball this year, all year. Didn't play great against Vermont. Didn't play well against Michigan State either. But I was fearful of you know people going at him on social media after that loss to Michigan State. But this is the problem, man. Some people... I hate to be like, you've never played sports then, but like, I feel like a lot of people, they never played sports because again, Rogers had a crappy year. I'm not making excuses for Rogers. You know how hard it is to throw a football with a broken thumb on your throwing hand, Tyler Kolick. Yeah. He didn't play good against Vermont because he had to get taped up. He suffered a hand injury in the first half of that game. And you could see it yesterday where he wanted to go right. Like he couldn't, you could tell he was hurting. I would say it's, I would say he was probably playing 50, 60%. And if you didn't notice that, I don't think anybody on the broadcast noticed it. I was Nobody's trying to brought it up. I listened to, you know, Rob Douster and those guys. Um, geez, I should probably give them a shout out because they do, a, they do a pretty good job. But I was listening to them break down the game, and, and one of their guys actually caught on to it. Nobody else did. But that's the thing. Like, everybody on social media just wants to go and crush these dudes. Feel the 68 is the podcast that they do, which is really good, actually. But, yeah, he was hurt, man. He was not 100% in that game. So I, I just hate it. 
what a great year. Fun story. And again, yeah, you want them in the final four. You want them in the national title game. But, but these guys play. are all back next year. That's the other thing. They're young. Like, as, as a Marquette fan, like just take a breath, right? So first of all, you haven't been there in over a decade to the tournament and in, in won a game in a tournament in over a decade. So here's your chance now. You, you get the game against Vermont, thank God. Uh, you should have gotten the game against Michigan State. I mean, they were awful from three. And they were one of the better three-point shooting teams this year, Michigan State. And they were awful from three. Hauser hits that big shot at the end. But I think they had only hit, what, one or two threes prior to that the whole game? I mean, you had every opportunity. And then Izzo, after the game, is like, hey, man, I've coached in Final Fours. I've coached in championship games. I've coached a lot. And he said that was probably one of the most intense games I've ever been a part of as far as the physicality on the floor between the two teams going back and forth and the atmosphere. The atmosphere was really good, both fan bases. We heard the We Are Marquette chants and Michigan State with fans were getting into it. It was a, it was an ugly game because there wasn't a lot of great offense necessarily. Uh, but, yeah, I hope Colick doesn't catch all that flack because you brought up McAfee and Rodgers catching all this flack. And these college kids, man, they're college kids, man. They're not making millions of dollars, dude. They're in college. Like, if that was your kid, would you want him catching all this flack that you're all pissed off about because you lost 10 bucks on the game or something? Chill out. Yeah, I wish I only lost 10 bucks on a game. I actually had Michigan State in that game. Tyson Walker was the best player on the floor. Tom Izzo is the better coach. I would worry. Maybe there's some people that are worried about Shaka. And then you see what Texas is doing. Like, they just fire Chris Beard. But that's the other thing. People are like, oh, man, look what Texas has done in the tournament. Look how good Texas is. Yeah, also, look how good that roster is. They're top 20 offensively and defensively efficiency. They fire a top 10 head coach in Chris Beard. Top 10 terrible human being, too. And they still don't skip a beat, man, because some teams like Marquette, that's a team where Shaka did a tremendous job. Maybe people worry about them in March, but he's already won more tournament games than Woj did his entire tenure there. <laughs> so I'm Wojo, feeling, stop. Feeling good. And, and like you said, they'll all be back. But man, Kolick was hurt in that game. So I'm with you. I don't want to see him take a beating. The problem with social media is now, man, though, like people could create these fake accounts. They don't have to use yes. the real name. It's like my problem with the Player X interviews. If you don't have the balls to put your name next to your statement or your little diss that you want to do on social media, then I find you to be a coward. There's people that are like, oh, Horvath hates Jordan Love, this and that. And I can't even read their comments comments because they have me blocked so they just they just want to type to the air but they're cowards and that's the problem with social media everybody that has a twitter account should have to put their real first name last name hell you should have to put your address on there it's like in jay and silent bob when they get rich finally at the end and they just use all their money just to go to the people's houses that ripped them on the internet to beat them with socks full of quarters. That's what I wish I could do. Oh, you think I'm a Jordan Love hater? Deesh. No, I'm not. I just hated the draft pick because it was stupid. You should have taken you should have taken T Higgins or anybody. You've mentioned T Higgins on almost every podcast since the season ended. A lot of people don't know how good T Higgins is because everybody <laughs> just it's, it's always the slot fest for uh, Jamar Chase, man. Well, yeah, I think yeah, T yeah. Higgins. Here's a hot take. I think T Higgins is a better receiver than Jamar Chase. I think no, I don't. I think he'll have a longer career than Jamar Chase. Good, good, good job rewinding that quickly. Uh, okay, you. so Wednesday is mock draft Wednesday. It's still Horvath's turn. It's been Horvath's turn uh, for a while, I think. Uh, no, you did the last one, I think. Yeah, yeah you did do the last good. one. You keep yeah. throwing this on me. Yeah, yeah. Last the last one you did was two weeks ago because last week we didn't do it obviously because that's when the Rogers stuff with McAfee happened. And then Friday, uh, thanks again to former Packer offensive lineman Mike Wall. Uh, for joining me and doing the show. And this Friday, you're off this Friday too, right? Because you got NCAA tournament stuff. 
Yeah, this will be the last Friday I'm off, though, because right. then the games, yeah. So we'll see what kind of coast I can wrangle up for uh, this Friday. But coming up Wednesday, we'll do a mock draft Wednesday. Do we think Rodgers is back on McAfee again this Wednesday? Do we think he's coming back on and talk about this deal not being done again? Do we think this is a possibility? I would think it's a strong possibility that he's back on McAfee this week. So what have you been doing, Matt? I just sit here waiting on uh, Goody to get this damn deal done so I can do something. That'd be great. Like, I well, I, I don't even imagine. I got to be honest. I'm, I'm, I love McAfee, but um, not so much the Rodgers stuff. Like, I think it's a great <laughs> show because, dude, they have guys that they break down film. They're hilarious. I love that he just has all of his buddies with him. Had Pac-Man in for like a week. Yeah, that was – I want more Adam Pac-Man Jones. I know he's done some questionable things off the field. Even his question to Rodgers. He is – but that's the thing about Pat. Like, I don't know. And, and I think AJ continues to get better. I think AJ is really good now. And a good dude. I've met AJ a couple of times at the Packers banquet. Always takes pictures with me and my wife. We always talk, we always talk MMA. That's the thing. Like, I love – I get it. People think, like, oh, man, Pat and those guys are meatheads. But here's the thing. Like, so am I. And, like, that's the kind of stuff I like. And I remember when AJ – I like AJ Hawk got drafted. Uh, that year he got drafted. I didn't want AJ Hawk. I had nothing to do with him. I wanted Vernon Davis, the tight end who the Niners took. And it was they were no, right in that, that same area. And yeah. then AJ Omendinger, uh, who now races NASCAR, but back then was an IndyCar uh, race driver, they were racing at the Milwaukee Mile. And AJ Omendinger is a huge Green Bay Packers fan. Huge. And him and I got into it. Uh, at the Milwaukee Mile about the A.J. Hawk pick. He's like, oh, A.J. Hawk's great. I watched him in a while. Stand, blah, 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 blah. And him and I went back and forth for like 20 minutes about A.J. Hawk versus Vernon Davis and that pick being made. And obviously, A.J. Hawk had the better career than Vernon Davis uh, at the end of the day. Yeah, oh, for sure. Yeah, no question. Yeah. Uh, he has Ryan Horvath. Follow him on Twitter at Ryan Horvath. Very, very entertaining. Don't block him. He's a very nice human being sometimes. Uh, Steve Sparky Fiverr here at Sparky Radio. You can follow me as well. Uh, and of course, Bet MGM tonight, weeknights, Monday through Friday. Him, Trista Crick, Nick Ashu, as they talk tournament coverage all week long. I'm telling you, he just got done telling you at the beginning of the podcast all the money he made, most of the people that were listening to that show. So if you just listen to Horvath, he's going to make you some money. Just listen to him, pay attention. You don't have to agree with him. Just follow the money. That's all I ask. Just follow the yeah. money. Right? Yeah. Or you can just agree with me and be smart. I mean, it would have would have won you a lot of money. Embiid's going to win MVP. Malcolm Brogdon's going to win Sixth Man of the Year. We got better than nine to one positions on all these things. Clutch Player of the Year is Fox. The Super Bowl. We got the Jets twenty two to one. All the other peasants are taking them right now plus fourteen hundred. They missed the boat. I wouldn't touch the Jets. They're not going anywhere. Uh, he is Ryan Horvat. I have Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. We're going to argue about the Jets throughout the next entire football season. I guarantee you we're going to do Curtin Log, and then there'll be a Jets segment every week talking about what the New York Jets did to, so Ryan can get his Jets fix in on this whole thing. Jets and Long, baby. Curtin Log, have a good one. See you. 